0: what is going on you are listening to tags podcast aka talk about gay sex podcast celebrating five years this is episode 408 sex positive talking all the time alongside jeremy ross lopez how you doing jeremy i'm good how are you really good really good thank you very much of course joining us is cody maurice doggett how the hell you doing cody Hello darling, I'm doing wonderful
1: this evening. How about you? How are you guys doing?
0: Good.
1: Doing Very really good. good.
0: Yeah, I had a great weekend. I you know, I went hiking over. I'm into hiking these days and this <laughs> hiking I went to a place called Breakneck Ridge, which is probably not the greatest name of a mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. So, I know. But <laughs> I loved it so much. I'm really getting into it. It's, this one was really challenging, though. It really pushed my boundaries a lot. I was happy, though, to see a bunch of gays, though, in groups. There was a bunch of groups. I'm, I'm kind of a more one-on-one hiker or maybe a couple people. I uh-huh. would, there was groups of gays, groups of heteros, groups oh, of... Gagglers. I know. Kind of gaggle I have Gaggly, to say. gays. I love it. <laughs> I was not for that, though, because I'm just trying to breathe and get through this hike. <laughs> and I do not want to be gaggling along. But I'm happy to see them and happy to see that they were there. It was a lot. It was beautiful i'm still sore my calf muscles are just really worked today two days later but excellent exercise and i loved it so much it's just fun being one with nature and all that jeremy i feel like you would like hiking yes i do but i definitely like like the lower trails rather than like (laughs) steep
2: ass ones that are like (laughs) <laughs> yeah just easier <laughs> i hear you yeah this one beginners just... trails are my thing with the best view at the top
0: <laughs> got it got it I and agree. cody i already know you are fearful of heights Yes, i am
1: yeah i'm so afraid of heights so if it's not too steep it's for me but i if it's steep then you can i'll see you at the bottom boo okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> the craziest moment is my friend and i are going down this what wood- many of us didn't anticipate was going to be as steep as it was and we're talking you had to put your hands down and kind of go down like a crab that's how steep it was <laughs> oh at my times Lord. No, and this, <laughs> this woman i'm not sure where she was from she, she could have been russian or eastern european lived in the area of hudson valley in the, up in new york was w- walking with a backpack and a huge, and, and we were, what is she carrying? She had this basket. It was filled with parakeets in them. And she's do, going down. She went ahead of us. And we were like, how in the world is she doing this? We we <laughs> fell and slid and bumped ourselves a lot. And we're holding on for dear life. And here she is with a backpack and a basket of parakeets that wow. I think she made it fine. but you She's know, part mountain goat. That's what it's hard, mountain goat. I mean, I'm a Capricorn goat, and but no, they make them different in different parts. Let's just say that <laughs> you're, you're a city living mountain goat. Yeah, I'm I love a it. city living one, absolutely. The other thing I did this weekend, and I think Jeremy, you started is on Netflix called The Watcher. Did you yes. start watching? It's yes,
2: I finished it yesterday.
0: Okay, I finished it yesterday too. It's a brand, it's a seven part thriller starring Bobby Cannavale, who I love, Naomi Watts, Jennifer Coolidge, just to name a few. Ryan Murphy, I didn't realize, is producing it and directed several of the episodes. So it's got that tinge of creepiness that he loves to infiltrate in many of his series. I liked it, though. What did you think? Yeah, it was cool. Very scary. I wasn't expecting the ending, and it was definitely creepy. Based on a true story about a house, a kind of a haunted wondering if it's haunted or not, is or is somebody really watching this house and it's gone on for decades. And we'll just leave it at that. If you Ooh. like that kind of thing, check it out. I I really enjoyed it, but I have to tell you, Jeremy, one of the early moments in the series that caught my attention, I had to scribble it down and say, make a note that we got to talk about this on the show, was Their child in the series, The Watcher, is 16. It's a girl. She's 16. And they hired this guy to do the lights around their house. Or not the lights, the cameras. Security. Security. And he has a thing for the daughter. Well, it turns out he's 19 and she's 16. And we find out later cuz the father's like what the cuz he has suspicions of this 19-year-old coming on yeah. to his 16-year-old daughter like what the hell is going on here and did you know i did not know this in new jersey y'all the oh, age of cons- the age of consent is 16
1: what I,
2: I didn't know that till this show
0: me either jeremy and were you shocked when you heard that
2: i was i was like i had to double check it because i didn't really believe it. oh my god
0: (laughs) i went on google and you know how if you start typing out something age of consent in Jersey popped up like right, right away after it. No. This is oh like my one, God. Of, this is one of the number one streamed shows over the past week. So you know, you and I weren't the only two thinking the of same. Course. Thing. Yeah, but everybody was like, "What the hell?" It's not my you, home state, Cody. <laughs> your home, <laughs> one of your home states, and your boy isn't your boyfriend's. You know, he's from Long from, Island. He's from Long okay, Island. Okay, sorry. I get all, all that it's, mixed it's up. It's almost that. the same,
1: child. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs>
0: first of all that is crazy to me crazy because 18 already we already know you're not a fully formed adult I, yeah people the one thing i remember at 16 was at, in as a gymnast i've told it on the show before i had a friend that was a couple years younger than me and we played around and we experimenting in bed little things but we were you know, around the same age, I couldn't imagine meeting, I would not be ready for it. I would be wrecked if I met somebody that was 25 or beyond that came on to me. Literally, I would be excited. <laughs> I would be so excited, I think. But I'm sure I would be wrecked for life if that happened to me. I mean, uh, Cody, what are you being from New Jersey? What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on this age of consent being 16? It's insane to me. I could not
1: imagine. I am I am not even mature right now, I feel like, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have trouble making decisions for myself right now as a 40-something-year-old <laughs> some, man okay. right now. I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> but yeah, at 16, I was not ready to make that type of decision. And I'm glad I didn't know about this law because who knows what would have happened. Wow, that's so young. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? At 16, were, would you have been ready for somebody coming on to you? I know you got started a little bit earlier.
2: I mean, I came out at exactly 16, so I feel like I was a hot mess then, and I don't think I would have been able to make any like serious decisions about being with anyone at that time.
0: Yeah, it's just, I mean, as the show goes, this 19-year-old would not have been breaking any laws by coming mm-hmm. onto this 16 year old and I don't know you're still what most people are you're a sophomore maybe a junior mm-hmm. at best and yeah. you're still in the high school process so I don't know why they don't just make it 18 makes sense to me at least yeah. you're out of high school and that's tends to be when Parents are done with kids If they really wanted to They could be like Sayonara <laughs> <laughs> You're that on your own. Well I mean you don't have any responsibility Towards yeah, no, your kids you. At 18 I don't know why all of a sudden in New Jersey It's like 16 That if Yeah that's got to piss off a bunch of parents In New Jersey County If you're from New Jersey Let me know your thoughts on this We want to hear yeah. from you also, moving on, uh, you know, we were asking the other day on Tag's podcast, we were, it was National Coming Out Day, and we asked you to continue the conversation. And one of our listeners wrote in on Instagram and shared his coming out story. Speaking of coming out, I came out when I was 15 in 1999, he says, sinfully says, it was my freshman year of high school. Okay, here we go that age group right i was the only out person in my school for most of my time in high school after i turned 16 here we go i started taking myself to get tested every six months interesting i'm assuming he means hiv yes 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 My junior, yeah, I know you got this one too, Cody, right? Yeah. Yeah. My junior year, I joined an organization called Time Out Youth. It was for LGBT youth. We had weekly group meetings where we would discuss everything from sex, relationships, and coming out. We would also go to local schools and universities and have informative workshops. My senior year of high school, I tried to start a straight gay alliance at my school, but the principal wouldn't allow it. Wow, thank you for writing in, Sinfully, because how progressive are you? I think I told you that in response on social media, but you probably could have handled a relationship in New Jersey (laughs) at 16. (laughs) At least sexually, it sounds like you were prepared, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, But And kudos to you for starting a straight gay alliance, even if your principal poo-pooed it, which is lame. But pretty cool, yeah, so... Thanks for writing in on that. On that note, uh, you know, we always want like to give sex and relationship advice, and I just realized something that when somebody writes DMs us, I was on the train going hiking this weekend, and I notice if I ha- if we're not friends and mm-hmm. somebody DMs me, if I look at it and don't accept it or decline it, it will disappear. So I know. And so what I now realize is that person, you might know who I'm talking at right now, because you recently wrote in and we're asking for advice. It disappeared. And I learned my lesson on how it works. Now I got to accept it. Somebody (laughs) else wrote some nastiness over to the show too. So I was reading that and I was discombobulated with that (laughs) and so i should have declined that one and accepted yours so i now know if you that if you do dm please if you're not hearing your response it was you so please dm us again and we will be happy to give you sex and relationship advice thank you so much for that okay well there i don't know why i got this article it's from the christianpost.com so just giving you a heads up on that you guys there's a brand new book that they're talking about called you know how the whole country is up in arms or parts of the country like florida on don't say gay and banning books in certain schools there's a current book written by james dawson entitled this book is this book is gay and in the book is available to students of a public school district in all places in Massachusetts, Jeremy. It includes instructions on how to use online sex apps in the book, drawing the ear of online critics as debate about the content content accessible to students in public schools. The Twitter account, Libs of TikTok, published a tweet just Monday reporting that the book titled The Book is Gay proudly displayed at a school within the Newbury Public School District in Newbury Massachusetts the um, so there's they talk about in the book things like how to use apps the okay. book, the book informs readers that after they upload a tiny pic of themselves to the app the app works out your location and tells you how who the nearest homosexuals are. From there on users can chat to them, you know, well, we all know how it works. Yeah. Libs of TikTok's Twitter thread about the book includes a screenshot from chapter 9, The ins and Outs of Gay Sex. The first page of the chapter notes that this chapter is about sex and urges those who aren't ready for the finer details of same-sex pairings to skip the chapter. The book laments that schools, taught you all about straight sex when you were 10 years old and maintains the fact that they didn't also teach you what same-sex couples do is nothing less than institutional homophobia. Straight sex was presented as the norm to make 5% of the population feel abnormal, the book states. This chapter is simply all the stuff teachers should be saying if they want to be inclusive of people with same-sex attraction. And when I first looked at this article... I thought, wow, this is a lot for a kid to be learning so early on about the apps. And then I thought about my own education and I agree with the authors of this book in many of ways because I got sex education but it was all heteronormative and didn't Mm -hmm. teach me anything and we're talking the 80s when we should have been probably talking about safe sex and the things that sinfully who just wrote into us was getting I didn't get any of that stuff so on you know I think for certain kids this could be really good if your kid I got thrown the joy of gay sex my father like literally almost threw it at me he didn't throw it at me but pretty much said here read this and that was the end of our conversation of how I learned about sex and it was all like I said all about heterosexuality and meanwhile I was pining away and I do think with proper education and talking about this book with certain young adults this could be kind of educational Jeremy do you think it's too much for this book to be sharing or is it a good thing
2: No, I think it's a good thing. I also think in today's day and age, they have a lot more technology than we had. Yes. Uh, Like just growing up and in school as well, because a lot of schools use iPads and stuff like that now in placement of actual textbooks. So I feel like just the fact that uh, technology has changed itself, I think that it does kind of accelerate growing up a little bit and also the stuff that i see just watching tv that commercials are allowed to like say and show now i kind of feel like in a way even the teenagers that i've seen in my area going to prom already look like way older than (laughs) when people were like awkward and like I don't know, you know when back in the day like when everyone had braces and glasses <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that? Now it's like the girls look like Playboy bunnies and they're literally like 15 and 16 years old going to prom wearing like a little silk dress and like, I don't know, it's just, I feel like it's it's good that to educate when everything feels like it's being accelerated a little bit. A lot faster than when I was like still playing with Legos and toys and like, (laughs) I don't know, it feels like all of that stuff is kind of
0: like faded out. Yeah, it's almost like the blueprint doesn't work anymore for newer generations of today. I don't know, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? Is this too much too soon or is enough, could there never be enough education And, and books like this aren't actually beneficial if it's maybe used in the right way? Uh, I completely
1: agree with Jeremy. I think that because kids are exposed to so much nowadays, it's better to have them prepared and just more mindful of things as opposed to not being aware. And it's, it, it's good that the book actually addresses if you're not ready for this, then that you probably shouldn't be reading it. So I I'm glad that they did. They touched on that as well because it, it, tries to move at the the young adult's pace and I feel like this book can also be used as a guide for adults to talk to their kids that are also coming out and struggling with feelings of identity and things of that nature. So I think this this book is a great idea.
0: Yeah, it's interesting the grinder part of it sh- talking about online apps and this is how people meet and you put up a picture I think is great, but in conjunction with a conversation with an adult, a parent, I could see a lot of parents having this conversation, whether you're gay adults or straight adults to your potentially LGBTQ child that, but you know that's something that really happens i mean i don't know maybe i think maybe making people aware and and continuing the conversation because i think it sounds like all it's talking about is the basics of using online apps and Mm -hmm. as we know we're going to talk about in a minute another story about grinder things happen on the apps and we are as adults navigating through the trials and tribulations of what it means to be on these apps and people getting into bad situations yeah. and people go, I mean, are, are you, if you're opening that Pandora box, or you can also talk about the hatred that comes out of some of these, the ghosting that also comes out of me, the people that get themselves in situations that don't know how to get out of, I think you need to really then flesh it out. If you're going to go there, it's a fine line, I think, but. Because would you really want, Cody? If you were going to be a parent with Joe, would you want your young child to know about these apps so soon, or figure they're going to learn about it anyway?
1: Yeah, that's what I feel. I mean, and phew! I mean, that's pressure right there. I'm I'm starting sweating from all of my orifices. (laughs) I know. I just made you parents. (laughs) I know. slipped over the marriage. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I feel like that. That's out there, so my child would have to struggle with that they would have to deal with that so it's i feel like the more prepared they are and i would want them to come and talk to me as well because as a parent i would definitely want to make sure that my child it knows that they're supported and loved by me so yeah i I think this book in conjunction with parental guidance is the way to
0: go got it all right well moving on you know. We recently talked about how Grinder has a brand new CEO who happens to be gay. However, people are ready to hashtag delete Grinder after seeing troubled tweets from the app's new incoming CEO, and the reason is is because George Arison, he's the new CEO. He's forty-four, co-founder, and he is being a lot of his older tweets are coming up and that's what the problem is they're conservative tweets a month after grinder announced Arison as CEO twitter users are resharing a number of conservative leaning political tweets from the executive which includes praise for former Massachusetts governor Mitt Romney and senator Mitch McConnell uh, it doesn't just stop there, though. Harrison responded to a since-deleted tweet from then-presidential hopeful Michael Bloomberg, stating that he is a conservative who agrees with, quote, some Trump policies, though he didn't specify which ones they were. And in addition to that, they dug up tweets and put them... Um, the, the whole list of things that he has supported that are very conservative, including... This year, Arison said that Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin should run for president. As a refresher, Youngkin ran for a gubernatorial campaign last year that was in opposition to LGBTQ rights and has previously stated that he opposes marriage equality. So He's definitely a conservative and these Mm -hmm. are all coming up. I bring this up because recently and (laughs) interestingly enough, one of the the hateful uh, tweets that we got the other day was Steve – Always makes him makes a story about every story and puts inserts himself in and is a narcissist and I laugh because that's what you're supposed to do in a podcast is relate to the whole thing so yeah that is an oxymoron in and of itself but I'm going to do it right now as listeners so sorry but <laughs> <laughs> essentially I sl- I had this guy that we I met at the Eagle here in New York City we went home we had great sex and in bed I was telling this to Lincoln last week on episode 406 that he was he is a a republican and his boyfriend he's in an open relationship who is also a republican and you know we really got along and we had sex multiple times in a in a overnight cycle into the morning including we want to get together again and he reached out to me last week and said when are we getting together and so I think the question wow. that I posed, wow, I got. <laughs>
1: is, no, I'm wowing because you had sex with a Republican. Oh, my God! Well, I know. And I guess
0: <laughs> does this ultimately, does, there's a couple questions I guess I could pose. One of them being, do we care? Shouldn't people be able to have whatever party they want to be associated with? And I, for a long time, was like, no, no, you have to be only Democrat democrat for me to like you and i've gotten over that because that's ridiculous and you would alienate everybody and i don't want it to be so black and white and so i want to hear people out and so i try and consume at least some middle of the road content so i'm not just so left liberal you know drinking my own kool-aid i don't know cody what are your thoughts on this would it matter for a CEO that is gay but is a conservative for you to quit using the app? Do you care? Could you sleep with a Republican? I <laughs> So I could sleep with a Republican,
1: but I think that it at the base of it, at the core of it, it really comes down to what policies he actually agrees with, with, with Trump, because Trump, In in and of itself, and this is going to be like a very at the risk of sounding relatable on a podcast. Um, I think that it's his policies are can be very racist, they can be very not, um, uh, positive for the LGBT community. And so, I think that if you look at it, it, maybe if he's fiscally a Republican and Democrat, uh, In his uh, personal political policies, he's Democratic. I think that that would be okay, but I do not agree with a lot of the social views of Republicans, unfortunately. And I guess I have to sit down and talk to a Republican and actually have a one-on-one as far as that's concerned. But I know that a lot of, at the core, I don't agree with a lot of what they say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to me because when you're a CEO of a major brand, whatever the brand may be, I think why do we need to know your political affiliation and how you feel about who you're supporting and this and that? I think sometimes power begets telling it the world on all of a sudden how you feel on every and it's like you're a ceo of a, a major brand and you need to look at your brand i think some of these ceos put their foot in their mouth one too many times whether you're gay straight or whatever it's like no 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 when you decided to become a major ceo of a major brand just can you why do we need to know how, where you are on the spectrum of the political spectrum and how you feel about this or that I just think they give away too much and it's damaging to the brand Jeremy does it bother you that he is has conservative viewpoints would you delete grinder hashtag delete grinder uh,
2: I don't know how I like I don't know if I would. I mean, I could definitely sleep with a Republican and I would prefer not to know and not have uh, the political discussion if I'm intimate with someone. But I also have tried dating uh, a Republican guy in the past and it didn't really work out for me. I think I remember who that person
0: was. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. So it, it wasn't that, but I mean, that does sometimes it depends on how political the person is on a daily basis. And then also like how much it engulfs their like being, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that are liberal, but they don't shove it down your throat. And that's what I, I love people that don't need it to be a discussion. I don't mind it being a discussion, but I like to not partake in politics in general, especially in a group setting. And I just don't find it a fun topic to discuss. And that may sound like very... uh, Pollyanna? Yeah, not just being like, (laughs) uh, like not being able to have an adult conversation, which is so not me. But I just don't like hearing like opinionated points of view. And I just don't really like the topic of politics in general with
0: family or friends or dating anyone. And let's be honest. It's typically with alcohol. That, right. And we wow. all know how alcohol can escalate a conversation. And viewpoints can get skewed and intensified. So I'm... But it
2: does also, like... I feel like there's there's an aspect of it that does make you indirectly judge someone. Like, in my opinion, if you know that that's their view. Or they have certain views that you just disagree with, it does kind of like, put a sour taste in your mouth and mm-hmm. give you a little distaste. And I mean, that's, I'm not speaking for everyone. But that's definitely my point view on it. When I know someone thinks a certain way. It's almost like not a turn off. But I don't know. I just view them differently. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and it's just an interesting thing too, because it's so easy. I remember back in the day dating somebody. I told this briefly last with Lincoln years ago, I dated a guy and he was, everything was lovely. And I he flew, I, I flew to Texas to stay with him. And then I saw a, a Reagan, Ronald Reagan Biography on his shelf and I said wow you have a Ronald Reagan biography that's interesting. Turns out he was a staunch Republican wow. supporter of <laughs> Reagan which I was not at the time for many reasons that I'm not going to go into right now. I think many of you know listening to the audience we can just talk about HIV to begin with yep. but I got into it with him bad mistake and flew home early because that's how bad oh, it went. Lord. Yeah. yeah. I know, just that's, and we ended up becoming friends later because he moved to LA and mended it in many ways and became good friends. But I think it, as a person of color, for me personally, Mm -hmm. I'm just speaking, if I, that's one thing with the person that I was dating who was white. If I met somebody that was a person of color and they were conservative too, and then we got down, yes, I think we can all agree having sex you can actually have great sex with somebody you disagree with it's probably even better in many ways because you're just like yeah fuck you i'm just gonna fuck the living (laughs) lights out of you and oh my god i'm just yeah let me bring it back here but i think that with somebody that would be another person of color that would be a problem because i just know down the road in a relationship i would be questioning them how can you support this how can you yeah. support that? And it would be a checklist that would come up a lot. We would just be watching TV, I'm sure, and it would come up in TV. I don't know. you yeah. last thoughts on this? You get the final word. Yeah. Oh well. Oh wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, I would. So
1: I I agree with you. Like, it doesn't matter. Am I? having sex with Christian Walker or am I having... (laughs) (laughs) Because no. The answer would be no. I do not want to have sex with somebody who has the same views as Christian Walker. Or am I having uh, sex with somebody who is amenable or that has a, a, a viewpoint about social issues that is that is open-minded and things of that nature. I would want to have sex with that person. So it all it all comes down to the person and people are more than their their party, their per- political party at the end of the day. And that's my final thought.
0: Love it. Okay, thank you so much. You know, there is a bisexual OnlyFans creator in Singapore who has been sentenced to prison over using the site, Titus Lowe. He's 22, said he wouldn't rule out a return to OnlyFans. A Singapore court on Tuesday sentenced an OnlyFans creator three weeks in prison for breaching a police order to stay off the adult subscription site, which he was under investigation for alleging breaking obscenity laws. Titus Lowe pleaded guilty to the charge and another account of transmitting obscene material material for which he was fined 3000 Singapore dollars. According to court documents, he will begin his jail term on October 26. Like I said, uh, it isn't, Ill- I didn't say this, but it isn't illegal to consume OnlyFans in Singapore, but it is for what he put out there. And it actually, nobody would have known about this, but somebody, like we've been talking about with the Eric Adame situation, captured some of his video content, Ooh. and a young girl speaking of underage laws, found it and somebody turned that in. So it brings up like a whole list of, oh my goodness, in the new age of OnlyFans and where we're at with everything, my goodness. Um, he's There's not a whole lot to say. I'm glad that his spirit isn't down and that he's still going to consider, you know, re- going back on only fans but i guess it's just a statement of wow we really are lucky to be here in america and what we yeah. get to do here and yeah i mean i don't know what there else unless you get yeah
1: that's crazy i could yeah.
0: imagine no exactly and then in some news these are just some quick fire news comment if you want Cardi B wants to go to more gay clubs. She says, people ain't turning up no more. She revealed that she might, quote, start clubbing at the gay clubs because, quote, people ain't turning up at the venues she is used to. (laughs) I think I'm going to start clubbing at gay clubs, she wrote on Twitter. The scammer, bartender, baddie clubs, people ain't turning up no more. Everyone just staring at each other, smelling like Baccarat. Baccarat, Jeremy? Bacara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fans of the WAP hitmaker were quick to react to her statement with, with one telling Cardi that, quote, only way you get getting your life at the gay club is if you coming to Vogue night, laughing my ass off. And she has, of course, in the past said she's bisexual. And eaten bitches out before, so. (laughs) Oh, I love how you
1: say that. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Are we here for Cardi? Does she have a point? I love her. I think that she's so... Q- I think she's hilarious and, hilarious.
2: and refreshing yes. and fun, and I agree. Gay clubs are better and more fun. Facts.
0: <laughs> I kind of have <laughs> to agree fair. because I can. Just my admit- brother loves.
2: My brother loves gay clubs too. He's like, he'll bring his, him and his girlfriend, and they'll just dance all night at a gay club, and they. It's just not the same vibe when we go to street clubs together.
0: Yeah, I've tried to go to certain events and straight events clubs jeremy one time we tried to go in vegas after j-lo concert yeah, and that it didn't a, work out it was a whole thing we won't even tell you the price that one of our friends was going to pay it just not even worth going into the whole thing and you just yeah. know that once we got there prominent dj of course was spinning mm-hmm. that it was going to be a lot of looky loos and just standing around and not really getting into it and I don't know. And I, she's talking about a certain type of bottle service type thing, I'm sure. Yeah. There are clubs that I know are the straight's go-to in Europe and all over the place that are not like that at all.
2: Well, oh, in Europe they're like just better in general, but they're also not I feel like in Europe the gays party with the straights and it's different than here and yeah. the
0: music is really really good. Yes, absolutely. So, exactly. All right. Also in news, you know, Mr. Gay World 2022 just occurred this past weekend and the winner was Puerto Rican and I'm talking to two Puerto Ricans right Ooh. now. Jose Lopez is Mr. Gay World 2022. Max uh 22 Max Penroth makes history as the first trans runner up and congratulations puerto rico's jose lopez was crowned mr gay world 2022 on sunday well second runner-up was germany's max at penroth made history like i said as the first trans finalist in the pageant they all were quick to point out that this is a role that they take very seriously and that that it's not all about just the looks in fact Model and actor Lopez was clear front runner and favorite to win, but he struggled with being obese. His words and he, I suffered a lot of discrimination from being obese, and because of problems in being able to communicate properly, Lopez told the judges during the contest and thanked his mother for her love that helped him carry on. And so I think they will continue. He wants to tackle things like body dysmorphia to help mm-hmm. young people not go through the problems I went through. And that's why I want to be Mr. Gay World. That's He wants to use the platform to communicate a powerful message to the world. So congratulations to him. I think this great. is great. And to the trans runner-up as well, because I think it's changing the landscape. And this is really good. So i um, happy for that. And lastly, in news, we all know the legendary Angela Lansbury and her take on what she offered to the community of theater. She was kind of did everything. Um, but did you know that she went to a New York sex club? <laughs> this is according to John Waters. What? <laughs> Ever since... Angela Lansbury died earlier this month at age 96. Fans and colleagues have been sharing stories about her. The times they saw her perform live, their favorite murder she wrote, all the actors. And and so writer and filmmaker John Waters had a different memory than most. In his 2019 book of essays, Mr. Know-It-All, he wrote that he once saw Angela checking out the scene at a notorious New York sex club called Hellfire. And get this, I wish I would have been what? able to go to it. In a chapter entitled One Track Mind, Waters described Hellfire as a dungeon-like sex club beneath Ninth Avenue that catered to gay and straight perverts alike, some mixing together and others just plain voyeuring like happy sex tourists, built underground around an old subway platform. The club was also the rage for a while. He subsequently wrote seeing Lansbury at Hellfire in a virtual book talk. Um, And during, when he saw her, he stopped, she stopped me in my tracks. He asked Waters, um, well, she was a big aide, sorry, I'm skipping over to different parts of it. Everybody went, she wasn't doing anything, Walter said. It was in Hellfire, and Hellfire was a straight gay bar where people had sex. You would be standing there talking about the new novel of Ellen Robe Grillet and a penis would come through a glory hole and <laughs> ha ha ha, then you would move down to a different location in the club. <laughs> so amazing so fabulous so 70s early 80s where i just wish i could have been a part of because i just think that's so amazing and congrats to that so may she rest in power okay well moving on you know in terms of gender moving on there's a new nightclub called alejandro in la's downtown district its gender expansive strip show is all the rage and at the club there is it's essentially alejandro strip event has been featured has featured a gender expansive lineup of trans, queer and non-binary dancers every second Wednesday of the month. And it's held at a place that I know in LA called DTLA Precinct Bar. Alejandro is an event that not only highlights the talents and presence of its dancers, but also occupies a space where non-cis bodies and communities are embraced, liberated and celebrated. And I'm just happy for this because we were talking recently, Jeremy, on a show where many of the bars recently there's been a little bit of backlash on Mm. it's not just men and you said get over it and i love that what's your thoughts on this kind of alejandro and the dancers being of all different you know trans and everything in between
2: i think that's awesome and it
1: sounds like a lot of fun I 100% agree. Cody, your thoughts? Oh, yes. I totally agree. I think it's amazing because it highlights underrepresented an underrepresented community and it allows them to express their sexuality, which I'm sure that, that it's been squelched in them so often. And I feel like also the people that admire people. Uh, People, those people. <laughs> yes. I feel like they can, That that's an outlet for them as well. So I am here for it 100%. I want to go and have fun there and see this. So let's
0: go. Yeah, it's just about representation. And the more we see this, the more our minds expand. And which brings me to a recent Reddit thread, kind of related. They asked the question Do gay men seem to have much? do do gay men seem to have as much concern over genital preference as lesbians do. And they were essentially asking the question, if you met somebody that was trans, would you have a problem with that? I really had to think about this, how I would feel on it. And as somebody that is, you know, 51 now I'm kind of like, no, I don't think I would. Hmm. I'm exploring different sides of myself I think I wouldn't actually. Every let me just read you a couple comments, and I want to hear from you. I'll say that I know a few trans guys, no op, who just who are just fine for themselves in the gay dating world. Mm. Everybody always talks about boy pussy, so it would be pretty rude to turn it <laughs> down. Should they actually get it? I love that. Yes, it would be nice if people stopped assuming I wanted to give it, though. Hmm. Uh, not even. Uh let me just read a couple others. It depends on the guy. I'm a trans guy who's been with a variety of gay men in the past, and it's ranged from butt is a butt. I'm down to smash, and you have a strap, great all the way. So I don't know. Jeremy, would you have a problem? Would you be open to this? Or would it be a hard no on genital preference? Uh
2: for me. It's a no, but I also, I wouldn't, uh, say that I need to meet the person first and have a connection before I think that the genitalia would be like a really big deal. So I'm not going to say a
0: hard no. I like, I like that. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it's so hard to meet people in general anyway, these days right? and, I think meeting the person would, you know, would you go on maybe a date or meet the person first and see how you feel? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it brings up, you know, it's yeah. it's where we're at right now. And I think it's a valid question and isn't being, I don't know, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? I where think, do you stand on the spectrum? I think for me, attraction is
1: more important than what's necessarily in their pants or what's going on as far as their genitalia is concerned. I think that I would just have to be physically attracted to the person. And then we can move from there. Just like Jeremy was saying, like as far as I would have to get to know them first and then we could see if we could have sex, because uh, I think that for me sex is is more about a connection than about anything else or Uh, especially genitalia I think that's the last thing because as long as I have a place to put it I'm I'm okay you know what I'm saying
0: (laughs) I do know what you're saying because on uh, with Lincoln you guys didn't hear the episode but I have been the last couple guys that I've met I've been the top and as a self-prescribed bottom for years and years I think I just bought into that's what I am and lately it's been working out for me to be using my top powers superpowers top powers it. <laughs> and has been working for me so in this situation you know perhaps i and i do remember having this conversation on past episodes i think i probably maybe would have had more of a problem probably because i don't know that i could have then st- been able to top the this person in front of me mm-hmm. now i think that's I'm exploring this other side of myself and the beauty of sexuality is that we're always evolving. We're always learning about ourselves. It's I'm always moving forward and changing and trying new things. So to me, this makes sense. I think we just need more representation of this and uh, moving on to a a new Reddit thread that really did catch my attention. And I go through these sometimes and I really pick out the ones that I think when they have a, Uh, an impact on where I have to think. I'm like, oh no, we got to bring it up for conversation. And I know my co-hosts are going to have something to say about it. They write, porn has really destructed how guys view sex and relationships. Before anyone mentions that this happens with straight men, I know there's tons of tons of scientific research. They write, Articles, books, and documentaries on others on the effect of porn on straight men. However, the discussion on gay men is rare or not even included in the conversation. Just look on many of the threads posted here. How many, meaning Reddit, how gays navigate through social interactions among other gay men how many things are simply set up based on what's in pornography? It's rather clear that porn is how people create their understanding of how they think gay men should be. From my perspective, I just guessed it's because there isn't much or wasn't much media in the past showing how gay men should act and not many real life examples of gay men. So a lot of people take from porn and this has created some pretty bad things. There's nothing wrong with porn itself they write, But as it's As it's be proven, there's something wrong with how porn influences how you think you could treat others Mm. and yourself. Sex isn't like porn. People aren't like porn characters. Sexual tropes aren't real life. It all makes, it's all make-believes. Yet there seems to be this clear thing that because it's in porn, it must be how things are. Mm. I'm just I'll give my thoughts as I culminate them, but I'm going to put you on the spot first, JR, maybe (laughs) because I remember you saying in an earlier episode that you consumed porn. You said you came out at 16. You consumed porn early on. Has porn consumed or directed the way you approach sex or have you been able to separate them or has it been, talk, talk to us a little bit about your experience.
2: I feel like, uh, Just as of lately, I have been relying on porn a lot more than sex just in general and hooking up in general. I've kind of like put hooking up on the back burner a little bit and just really focused on like finding good porn, to be honest. Yes. But I don't think that that changes me as a sexual person or how I view Intimacy with another person, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, Uh, have there been times in the past where you saw something that things that you like, and you, it was an educational tool, and you made it work for you, versus things that you're that were unrealistic goals, but that you. Yeah,
2: I don't really set any uh, goals on. Uh, sex or comparing it to something that I've seen. I mean, I'll definitely try new things that I see when watching porn Mm -hmm. and actual sex, but I don't set like a a bar so high or just like expectations to be met that I have. I'm not that type of person when it comes to being intimate. And I kind of just like go with the flow and it really is just my vibe with the person specifically.
0: I hear you. Yeah. Cody, what are your thoughts on porn and your past relationships or even your really your sexual relationship now with Joe?
1: So I think that porn has allowed me to expand how I feel about my sex life and what I'm capable of sexually. I think that it is, really gives me a lot of inspiration is, and I take all of it with a grain of salt because I know that porn is a, is a fantasy at the end of the day like I'm not going to be having sex on top of a, a mountain or anything like that so hanging hang <laughs> off might. a ledge I mean not me girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's me that's me yeah, yeah
1: exactly so you can try that because you you're you're into hiking now and you are not as afraid of as of heights as i am i think that
0: <laughs> i think let, that- the, let the record be known your honor that that's correct <laughs> 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 transcripts yes
1: but it's it definitely has given me an outlet as far as expanding my views on sex and 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 really just trying to be as adventurous with sex as possible and I think that that's a good thing. I think that when you take into note that sex is a fantasy at the end of the day, when you try to look through the lens of your reality, then that's when it can you can actually apply it to your life.
0: I like that um you know and for me. I have still used porn, love porn. I like only fans. Oh, yeah. And the type of porn, which I feel over the last couple years, is more curated on what you actually like and people that you like. And so you're following people that maybe have certain fetishes or do certain things that are reinforcing things that you Might we want to do in your sexual sexcapades. And I think it could be a a great tool. You're also supporting individuals, sexcapades and not a studio, which I am here for. I'm all about, I mean, we do a show that's all about, and you know, the low man on the totem pole trying to get, you know, his uh, business out there. And so I, I like that. I think that I have distanced myself a little bit from porn and minimized it in times more recently so that I can mm-hmm. have sexual experiences and then I don't dull my senses mm. and I'm finding recently that balance and it's not always easy but it's a balance that is keeping me sane on real life experiences things I want to you know there's times in our lives when we're not as sexual too we've got other things going on in our lives that porn can be very useful, I think. Mm-hmm. And you're working on, you just, there's only so many hours in the day. And so I think it can be really great. Yeah, But when you are trying to explore some of your sexuality, it's nice to have a good balance of it. So, yeah, it's a great thing to think about and consider where you are on the spectrum and how has porn worked for you as a gay man, LGBT person? Where does it work for you? And just kind of consider that. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And lastly, somebody wrote in on a recent Reddit thread, we just can do a quick fire on what's your idea of the perfect date? We've talked about this before, but the question is pretty self-explanatory. I'm asking this, the writer writes, because I myself am heavily leaning towards a cozy vibe when it comes to dates. And I'm wondering if other LGBT men feel the same way. Some people wrote... They wrote things like, you left out mini golf and pizza. (laughs) Somebody wrote, fall, winter is the most depressing time of year for me, so I'm going to have to disagree Uh, in terms of October, doing things around. um, People wrote, in all seriousness, dinner and a movie, a picnic, a hike. Something low-key and cozy with them. That's kind of where I'm at, something low-key. Maybe a hike, not the hike that I did, because it required a 90-minute train ride, (laughs) very long time. Parts of where I used to live in L.A., and I know you've done this, Cody, before in L.A., Runyon Canyon Mm -hmm. is a great, for all our L.A. listeners, a great date thing. You can often spot a celebrity along the way, which can be a little fun. And you might even find, if it's getting a little frisky, there are pockets in Runyon Canyon that you could go (laughs) off to. And I'm just saying, maybe some (laughs) outdoor sex could happen, too. Hey. Hey. But I think some people wrote a movie. That wouldn't be mine just because I think that you can't talk in a movie so and who knows if they even like the same kinds of movie cody you like all the superhero movies i don't want (laughs) to see that (laughs) i want to see Dahmer. no i'm kidding i I don't want to (laughs) see that oh my (laughs) god i'm just saying that it comes you know a cup of coffee a lot of people like to say typically in the middle of the day I'm too busy doing too many other things, so I don't really want to get a cup of coffee. I'm a, I'm a cocktail, like a happy hour cocktail moment, and I stand by that because you can have a lot of, of fun, lighthearted conversations, and you're not committed too long. Jeremy, what's your favorite best date options, and then maybe like a second one?
2: I like happy hour brunch. like, ooh, uh, ooh, a, I know. We didn't well, think of that. <laughs> in the park type of thing. I definitely like... Booze involved because it does help like break yes. the ice a little bit. And uh brunch is nice just because you can like drink minimal like mimosas and stuff and just get to know someone, but also like kind of in daylight and not so romantic on the first date.
0: I like those. Yeah. yeah. I, brunch is actually a good I mean, I was gonna put brunch in only my friend category, but if I think if I like you enough, or it's a second date, I would do a brunch. Brunch to me is still sacred. Cody, what are your thoughts on? Not the brunch thing. But, yeah. <laughs> I love brunch with friends.
1: I mean, I could do a brunch with, with a date too, but they have to be prepared for me to get sloppy. Um, <laughs> I think that my favorite, I think I heard you say this, Jeremy, is a walk in the park. That is so yeah. good. Oh. I want to live my Man- Mandy Moore fantasy. Yes, honey. <laughs> I, I want to be in the park walking and it's October third it's because it's not too hot and not too cold and i just think that that's the perfect date and i yeah like with booze and then you can lay a blanket down and you can have a little picnic lunch and drink and just talk because that that's the part that i really enjoy the connecting part so
0: yeah you can't stress the power of being outdoors whether it's a walk in the park a, a, a lovely hike not like the one I was doing but Runyon Canyon or something fun like that it's just being because you're you're interacting with other people you're going to see all kinds of people it's stimulating you're out with nature to me that's where I'm at right now I just we're so insulated these days and on our phones and on the computers it's really so great to get a breath of fresh air. And I mean, Jeremy, would you, I know you and I love bike riding. It's not for everybody, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? but wouldn't you say that if you ask them in advance, if they like that, that could be fun. Yes. Yeah, or, that is fun. Yeah. I think that's, that's a fun I, thing to do. Cody, uh, no, you're was, afraid of that too. No,
1: uh, I love uh, uh, bicycling. I was going to say a horseback riding as well, but then your butt—oh bro- no, your would be hurt for the wrong reasons. I feel like so. I, I I nixed that one pretty. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, so much fun! Thanks, guys, for playing. I love it. You can always follow my co-host, follow Jeremy, and on Instagram at jrosslopez jrosslopez. Follow Cody at kmd coaching because he's a life coach kmd coaching or at mr maurice and of course follow us at tagspodcast.com for show notes links to other episodes the tags live is every wednesday night our patreon page where you can support us go to tagspodcast.com or on all social media platforms at tags podcast guys thanks so much thank so you so much fun yeah And in the meantime, continue having hot gay gay sex. sex.